Father Lord in heaven, we just want to bless you. We judge you faithful, O God. You have never failed nor forsaken us. Even when the challenges of life seem to overwhelm us, you have never forsaken us. And therefore, Lord, we acknowledge your faithfulness. And for this, we say thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. Thank you for gathering us here once again to receive your word. As we hear your word, O God in heaven, empower all our lives, O God. Transform our minds, O God. May our lives be reflective of your glory in Jesus' mighty name. Even as I speak, O God in heaven, Lord, speak through me that everyone be blessed and your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. As I decrease, O God in heaven, be on the increase. Whatever the plan of the enemy is to distract or to detract us, O God in heaven, we stand against in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quickly just open your Bibles with me to the book of um, 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. If you're there with me, say amen. If you're not, just say wait for me. 1 Peter chapter 2. And we're reading from verses 1 to 3. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're reading from verses 1 to 3. Are we all there? Okay. Let us read together one to go. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Hallelujah. How many of us can testify that God has been gracious? Hallelujah. God has truly been gracious. Hallelujah. And even as we go into the word of God, may we be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For those of us who are writing quickly, um, the title of my sermon this morning is Grow. Hallelujah. Why don't you say to your neighbor, Grow. Hallelujah. Why don't you say to your neighbor once again, grow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. You know, um, every month we have our theme of the month as usual. And as led by the Holy Spirit, I strongly believe that what God will have us be looking at all throughout this month is on the subject of growth. Hallelujah. Is on the subject of growth. And the reality of it is that the concept of growth is one that is of a natural phenomenon. Hallelujah. Praise God. I say that because by design, anything that is not growing is automatically dying. Praise God. You know, um, um, not to, um, make it or to be gross or whatever it is. You know, I remember when I went to, um, Nigeria for my father's burial and I was looking at my dad lying there. And all I was thinking was, so this hair on his face is not going to grow any longer. Praise God. And then I began to understand, or rather it, it sunk deep, that the moment life ceases to exist in any human being, at that point in time, growth has ceased. Praise God. And so in that same context, when you're looking at the aspect of growth, for the fact that there is life in your lungs, naturally, 
growth is supposed to take place. Praise God. Are we together? And so you begin to realize that, you know, that there is no in-between. There's no in-between as for the fact of is either you're growing or in-between or you're not growing. No, it's either you're growing or you're dying. Praise God. And so the question I want to first of all start in our minds is, are you growing or are you dying? Praise God. You see, because the fact that you have life in your lungs is a demand on your person that you must grow. Praise God. You know, the breath that you have in your lungs is not yours. The Bible says that when Jesus created man, man was lifeless. He was a, was a non-living thing. Until the Lord invested his breath into man. The Bible said that what? At that point in time, man became what? A living being. And so the moment you acknowledge that there is life in you, there is a demand on your person that you must grow. Praise God. There is a demand of God on you as an individual that what? You must grow. And why is this the case? I say this because for the fact that you are growing is a proof or is a validation to God that you are truly living. Praise God. That you are growing is a proof that there is life in you. Why do I say this? I say this because when you look at God's idea on growth, you begin to understand that God as an investor or God as the creator demands that at any point in time you and I be growing. Quickly we'll look at the Bible, what it says in the book of Luke chapter 13. Luke 13 from verses 6 to 9. One thing I love about Jesus is because when he begins to speak, he starts to give, or when he's trying to explain a kingdom concept, he tries to use parables. And the reason why he uses parables is because human beings, we love stories. Praise God. If you remember or if you recall, the things that you understand or remember the most are the things that were told you in a story form. Praise God. And so for that reason, Jesus began to explain the concept of growth and fruitfulness using this passage. And the Bible said that what he spoke also this parable and said, A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none cut it down praise god why cumbret it why it cumbret it the ground and he answering said unto him lord let it alone also till i shall dig about it and dung it and if it be a fruit well and if not then thereafter thou shalt cut it down praise god I want you to begin to imagine this concept as God the Father is the one who is what, as explained in this passage, being that certain man who planted fig tree. And every point in time, God looks at your life and is asking, is my daughter or is my son growing? Praise God. Because at every point in time, remember I said it, I think it was last month or two months ago, that the glory of every creator is reflected in the ability of what was created to live according to design. Praise God. And so for that reason, when God created you by design, you are supposed to grow because that growth is an evidence of life. And so when he comes to you and there is no trace of growth, you can imagine his disappointment. 
That is why we are charging you this month, in this month of September, your desire, your utmost desire is that I must grow. I'm not saying that you should grow in weight because by reason of you eating, you have to grow. Praise God. But there are other aspects of your life that God is paying particular attention to. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? Because God has made an investment in you. And I say that that investment is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The Holy Spirit is that agency of God responsible for your growth. Praise God. Because God understands fully well how this earth operates. And he understands that without the Holy Spirit, you and I can do nothing. That is why the Bible says in the book of John 15 verse 3, it says, Abide in me and I in you, for without me, praise God, without me you can do absolutely nothing. You know, it is foolhardy to think that everything you did, you did it on your own. Praise God. It is foolhardy for you to think that everything you accomplished, for those of us who are watching me all and here, you will be a fool to believe that everything I did, I did it all by myself. Praise God. Why? Because all God needs to do to prove you a liar is to take your breath away. Praise God. That is all God needs to do. Just to take off that button or I say button because there's no button really. But you know, all God needs to do is to what? Seize you from breathing. Praise God. And so that investment of God in you and I is the Holy Spirit. That the Bible says according to Paul in the book of Ephesians 1 verse 13 to 14. It says, in him you also trusted that after you heard the word of truth, which is what? The gospel of your salvation in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Praise God. You see, God understands that you and I are by nature incapable of doing things praise god he acknowledges our weaknesses the bible says that even jesus himself is what he understands your weakness and my weakness and so by that reason the holy spirit is given to you and i that is why i always say that did you know that you are failure proof you cannot fail praise god Perhaps you did not know that. That is God's investment in you that to ensure that you do not fail. So perhaps you have been failing before. It's as a proof that you do not really know. Praise God. That did you know that God ensured that at no point in time should you and I be a failure. When you read first book, of, the book of first John chapter five, the Bible said that what if anyone that is born of God, Praise God. As so long as your origin is identified in God, by nature, you are not supposed to fail. Hallelujah. I'm saying this for you to sink into my consciousness and your consciousness of who you truly are. Praise God. And by design, what? You are not supposed to fail. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there to help you. Praise God. Now, can you imagine, for instance, um, you know, my wife, she's very passionate about cooking. And one of the things that she always does is, you know, whenever she's about to try so, some new re recipe, she always say, oh, please, Holy Spirit, help me. And for those times that she has made those statements, for those times that she has made those statements, she has never, ever failed to deliver what she's supposed to do. And that is how our life is supposed to be designed. That the moment you understand that the Holy Spirit is there 
to help me not to fail in any aspect of my life, then it is wisdom that I begin to invest whatever it would demand of me to ensure that I do not fail. Why? Because I have been given a support system that ensures that I succeed in all things that I do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he is the one who is what? He's responsible for my growth and your growth. I remember I read this scripture in the book of First John, talking about the anointing of God on your life. The anointing of God on your life. You see, I say this to someone, perhaps academically you have been struggling. This is the scripture for you. Now, the Bible says in the book of First John 2 verse 27, it says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. Now, when he talks about teaching you, I'm not saying that I, I don't know anything about engineering. I go to engineering hall. I sound to write an engineering exam. I will fail. Praise God. Hallelujah. But that teaching here is that to guide you in the way that you should go. Praise God. It's saying that what? But this, as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, it's true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, and you will abide in him. Praise God. You will abide in him. And so when we're looking at the aspect of growth by reason of this anointing that we have received, you begin to understand that the reason why we must grow or the aspect of our growth or I, I call it the dimensions of growth is that the Bible says that as a man, man is a tripartite being. Praise God. Man is a tripartite being. And I will explain. Apostle Paul, when he was leaving the church in Thessalonica, he began to tell them and say, he said, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. That word completely is so key. And he began to explain what he meant by that completely. And he said, and may you, and may your whole spirit, your soul, and your body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, that you that is seated here, you are made up of three components. You are a spirit first and foremost. Why? Because if God is our creator, the Bible tells us that what God is what? Spirit. Praise God. And so you'll be naive to assume that all that you see in the physical eye is all that exists or all that is to be. Praise God. Why? Because God is spirit. God is neither man nor woman. Praise God. In heaven, you won't see a God who is a man or a woman. Why? Because God is what? A spirit. Praise God. The only aspect of gender is for us to exist here on the earth. Praise God. Am I making sense? And so when you hear people argue, oh, God is a woman, oh, God is a man, it's a wasted argument. Because God is neither. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And now you understand that for a spirit to function, praise God, for a spirit to function, it must exist in a body. It is, it is abnormal. That is why you hear somebody is demon possessed. That spirit has taken over that body. Because spirits cannot exist here on this earth alone. You need a host. It's like a cancer or whatever it is. Cancer cells cannot exist outside the body. And so the same way it is that even God understood this principle that if I must redeem man, I must send somebody in the form of a man. 
That is why Jesus Christ came as a man. Praise the Lord. Am I making sense? And so you understand that man is what? A spirit and he lives in a body. However, that same man has a mind. You have an intellect. How you process information. That is how you make your decisions. And so he's saying that may God sanctify you completely. In other words, in your spirit you are sanctified. In your body you are sanctified. And in your soul you are sanctified. And so when you are looking at the aspect of growth, you must grow in these three places. Without it, you are not growing. And so you understand when somebody is saying, oh, I want to grow spiritually. And they are neglecting their physical aspect of their mind. You realize that what? You are shortchanging yourself. Because all these three aspects of life must receive equal attention. Praise God. One of the reasons why you will find confusion in the body of Christ is that many a times we pay attention only to spiritual growth. And so you can speak in tongues. You can prophesy, but yet you are broke. Praise God. Why? Because you have paid attention to only your spiritual life. However, what? You realize that what there is a, there is a soulish part of you and a physical aspect of you that must receive attention. And somebody will say, oh no, I don't even care about this God. Down, they will invest their time in their mind and intellect to the point where, yes, they are people of means, but yet their soul is empty. Their spirit is empty because they don't have any meaning. So you realize that for us as individuals, we must pay attention to these three aspects of our lives. That they must receive equal attention. So when you see somebody or, or, or a believer reading books on romance, it's not foolishness, it's wisdom. Why? Because you would marry, yes, you will pray in tongues with your wife, but there's an aspect of her that you must know how to address. Praise the Lord. So you understand the relevance of this wisdom thing that we're talking about. Praise God. And so you understand that all these aspects of our existence must receive what? Equal attention. It is extremely vital for us as believers that we must not neglect one for the other. We must, they must receive equal attention in every aspect of our human existence because this is what makes what? Man complete. And it's the desire of God that you and I lack nothing. When I mean lack nothing, spiritually you're not lacking. Physically you're not lacking. Mentally you're not lacking. That is what God is all about. Or for someone to say, oh, you know, I want to invest in my spirit. I want to invest in my mind. But I won't take care of my body. I'll do whatever I want. Guess what? If you don't take care of your body, no matter how talented you are, the moment your body is, the moment your body starts failing, every agenda you have is done with. Praise God. And so you understand how potent it is to address these three areas of our lives. You know, I saw something yesterday. It said that, you know, if a man loses money, he has lost nothing. But if you lose your health, you have truly what? Lost something. Praise God. Because at that point in time, your life is limited to what you are able to do. You know, I remember when my dad was diagnosed of idiopathic Parkinson. My dad is someone who is very active. Very, very active. I mean, you would not do anything to keep him in one place. And I never saw him sick. He never really used to be sick until when he had the Parkinson's disease. But at that point in time, I saw somebody who was so full of life, subjected physically. Because his health was failing. 
Praise God. And so you understand why you must pay attention to your body. So when we're talking about growth here, you must also grow in how to take care of this vessel that God has given you. Praise God. Because if you must finish well, you need this body. Praise God. If you must do what God has called you to do, you must do what? Pay attention to this body. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so in all these things, you must understand that balance is a must. It is key for us to have a balance. It is very highly important. As a matter of fact, you know, I said here that, you know, biologically we are taught on the signals of a balanced diet. Praise God. And I know for then, for, for those of us who did um, a food and nutrition then, you know, they'll say a balanced diet is a diet consisting of different types of food and providing adequate amounts of nutrients necessary for health. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is what it is paying attention to what the adequate amount of nutrients needed. The same thing applies to my spirit, your spirit, your body, my body, our soul, and your soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so from our anchor text that we read earlier on, from the anchor text that we read earlier on, okay, rather, let me just touch on this briefly. And I said here that when it comes to the dimensions of growth here, our spiritual growth is that aspect of our life that we are focusing solely on our relationship with God. It is important. However, it would be naive for me to only pay attention to my relationship with God and end there. That is why some people will be so horrible, you know. Someone will say that, you know, that I've never seen anybody who says they love God and yet you hate men. It is not God that you love. Because you cannot genuinely love God and not love people. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if indeed it is spiritual growth that you're seeking for, then this aspect only addresses our relationship with God. However, we have a soulish part of ourselves, which handles our mind, our emotions, and our intellect. And it says that this is the part that makes interaction with others meaningful. Praise God. Can you imagine having a conversation with somebody? I know that you're speaking in tongues. They are so spiritual, so caught up in the spirit. You are saying, okay, how are things doing? You know, I want to make an investment. There's no meaning. And so you understand that there is an aspect of your life that you must what? Pay attention to because this is the part that deals with our, our interpersonal relationship with people. Praise God. And and the last part, like I said earlier on, is our physical part of it. Our physical health. Praise God. And so from our anchor text, Apostle Peter begins to make a very interesting statement in the verse 2. The verse 2, he says, that what? As newborn babies, as newborn babies, desire what? The pure milk of the word that you may grow. Praise God. As newborn babies desire what? The pure milk of the word. Because that is the only way you can grow. And you see, I began to ponder on that statement. And I came to the conclusion that what? Desire is the first agency responsible for growth. Praise God. 
the power of desire it is the basis for which we grow you know i remember then my cousin asked me a question and he said do you feed to live or you live to feed praise god do you live to feed or you feed to live and i began to think and i said you know what i feed to live because without food i can't live i can't survive and I began to understand that so also it's our spiritual life, our intellectual life. There must be a desire. It must start from what? Desire. That you must make up your mind and say, you know what? I must grow. And so you understand that what? Growth is what? Intentional. It is deliberate. You don't grow by chance. Praise the Lord. You don't grow by chance. That's why he said, as newborn babes, you know, I could understand that scripture so well because our last child, you know, Jedidiah, I know how much he wants his mom to breastfeed him. I mean, if you want to see him angry, just see him when he's hungry. Praise God. But you see, it is that desire that is making him react that way. Praise God. There is a genuine desire for feeding. And the same thing must be our lives because what? Desire is a powerful force that can what? Either lead us higher to the, uh, to the palace or lower to the place of destiny. Lower to the pit of destiny. Praise God. I say it again. Desire can either be good or bad depending on what you use that desire for. Praise the Lord. And so we begin to look at how desire plays a key role in our growth. Praise the Lord. Begin to look at how desire is a key role. Now, desire becomes only advantageous when God is the one responsible for that desire. Praise God. When God is responsible for the things you desire, you are safe. Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Philippians 2 verse 13. Philippians 2 verse 13, it says for what? It is God who is at work in you. Praise God. It is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's why sometimes when you see yourself desiring to pray, it is God showing you mercy. Praise God. When you see yourself desiring to sing songs of the Spirit, it is God showing you mercy. Praise God. Why? Because when God is not in charge of your desires, you are subject to deceit. Praise God. You are open to anything that the devil is willing to do. And I will show you the proof. Now, if you remember in the book of Genesis, when the devil came to tempt Eve, what did the devil do? Look at what it says in the book of Genesis 3 verse 6. It says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, desire, praise God, she saw that it was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and what a tree desirable to make one wise. Praise God. That she took of its fruit and ate. And she gave her husband who was with her and he ate. Desire. Praise God. Desire. That's why you understand that when the devil wants to tempt you, he starts with your desire. Praise God. He begins to introduce suggestive thoughts. Because why? What you're able to see, your mind begins to ruminate on it. Of, oh, I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. And all of a sudden, you can't even control yourself any longer. The power, what? Of desire. You see, I read a scripture. 
very powerful story about the household of David. The household of David. It was a very tragic story, but it shows us the, the, the true nature of desire and what the enemy can do with anybody if, if, if God does not show you mercy. The Bible tells us about the, the story of Amnon and Tamar. How many of us know that story? Praise God. Okay, just to give you a brief. When you read, uh, for the sake of those who are writing, just go and read the book of 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel 13 from verses 1 to 21. Now, the Bible says that what? That Amnon had a half-sister whose name was Tamar. And the Bible said that he loved her. And I believe that element of love was not conveying the love that we know. But just to explain what was going on in the heart of Amnon. Praise God. That the Bible said that what? And Amnon, in the verse 2, it says, And Amnon was so distressed over his sister that he became sick. For she was a virgin and it was improper for Amnon to do anything to her. Praise God. Power what? Of desire. But you see, that desire could do nothing until somebody came to Amnon's ears. Praise God. That his friend began to tell him, is that all what is wrong with you? Now let us begin to do it this way. And the Bible said that after he raped his sister, the Bible said that what? He hated her even more than the love he had for her from the beginning. Power of what? Desire. Because the enemy would make you think that if I don't have this thing, I would die. Praise God. If I don't have this thing, I will what? I will die. And remember, whatever you pay attention to grows. That's why we're looking at the power of growth. That whatever you pay attention to is what is allowed to grow. So if you pay attention to the things of God, you would grow in that wise. If you pay attention to the things of the world, you would what? Grow in that wise. After all, the Bible said that what? A little living. A little living does what? Living's the whole lump. All of a sudden, you are asking yourself, how did I get here? Power what? Of desire. And that is why when you are praying that, Lord, everything that moves you, let it move me. You know, I say it again, you know, as I said it last month, when we were looking at about divine alignment, and I said, God, just like Jonah, if you tell me to go and I'm being stubborn, kick me. Let it not be that I remained where you told me to live. Because I understand the power of what this thing can do to any man. Praise God. The power of what? Desire. The Bible says in Proverbs 21 verse 25, it says the desire of the slothful killeth him. The desire of the slothful does what? Killeth him for what his hands have refused to labor. And so in this month of September, if there's anything, if there's any favor you will do to yourself and the destinies attached to you, is that you must grow. And that growth must start from what? You desiring the things of God. That's why Peter said what? That as newborn babes, you must do what? Desire the sincere milk of the word. Because that is the only way you and I can grow. And so all throughout this month, we are taking it subject by subject. What does it mean to grow spiritually? What does it mean to grow physically? What does it mean to grow intellectually? 
Because the reality of it is what? There must be balance. There must be what? Balance. That is how we represent the kingdom in good light. Praise God. And so we'll be praying shortly. Because in conclusion, in conclusion, there's a statement that, that, that the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. Praise God. That the only person you are destined to become is what? Is the person you decide to be. I remember one day I was climbing up the stairs in my former house, number 5 Agar Street. I will never forget. And I just heard God tell me that, that anything becomes yours of your life is your sole responsibility. Praise God. Whatever you make of your life is what? Your sole responsibility. Why? Because the Bible said that what? God has given us all things. All things that pertain to life and godliness. He has given to us what? All things that pertain to life and godliness. Just as a responsible father or mother would pay for tuition for their children that they would go and get the best education. God has given us all things. However, the ball is in my court and in your court. Whatever you make of your destiny is your choice and not God. And so on no account should you be blaming God why things are not working. Praise God. If it's not working, it's my fault and your fault. It is never God's fault. And that is why we must genuinely pray this afternoon that Lord, change my desires. Praise God. That Lord, change my desire. Why don't you bow down your head and begin to pray? Because I understand fully well that if my life is to change, it must be as a result of my desires. That Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that Lord, you would help me to desire the things that move you. The Bible says that delight yourself in the Lord, that it's only then he would give you the desires of your heart that father in the name of jesus i surrender my will not my will oh god just as jesus said that lord not my will but let your will be done that father oh god in heaven you would release on us that grace oh god to desire only the things that you desire sweet holy spirit you are at work in us but to do the will and to do the glory of god that father you would help us in the name of jesus that every trace of carnality every trace of sin every trace of self-centeredness lord let it be done away with in the name of jesus that lord even as we venture into this month that father you would help us to grow lord you would help us to grow that your name be glorified O god in heaven blessed be your holy name O god in jesus mighty and matchless name we have prayed everlasting father god in heaven we just want to say thank you for your word that has come to correct us this morning lord we celebrate your faithfulness we give you all the praise and all the honor ancient of days oh god in heaven i even commit those who have heard me this morning that lord oh god in heaven perhaps they have not given their lives to you that lord oh god in heaven you would convict their hearts this hour that perhaps you want to give your life to jesus or you want to dedicate your life to jesus why don't you say after me lord jesus i come before your holy throne today and i ask that you forgive me of my sins that lord you would cleanse me with your blood 
and that lord you would grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation even as i confess you as my lord and my personal savior in jesus mighty name we have prayed father i ask that you would preserve your word in our hearts that lord we will not deviate from it but we will ponder on it day and night that you would make our way prosperous and i will have good success in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen